0: Raising Unicorns! Nice. Brothers! All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Raising Unicorns. On the podcast today, I have the one and only, the amazing, incredibly talented. Oh boy. <laughs> Natalie Manson.
1: That's me. It's Hello. time to chat with the legends.
0: That's legendary. So Natalie has worked on some of our biggest campaigns. Like we work together on Kodiak Cakes, and mm-hmm. we work together. On next vacay, I'm trying to remember. We worked on a lot of stuff. We at, on chat. Any, books. Anytime
1: we're at a writer treat, and everyone's like listing the ones I like they've worked on, I'm like, I I'm forgetting so many. Oh, I just that, feel yeah. like it's been a lot.
0: It's been a lot over the years, for sure. It's been You've been so been a go-to. fun. Everyone that we brought on from Studio C and try to collaborate with, you guys seem to have like a really unbelievably quick learning curve on this stuff. Like you just, oh. it felt very natural for you guys. Mm-hmm. So maybe I, I want you to talk a little bit about like sketch comedy and even the improv elements of sketch that yeah. you guys like had and how that like probably I, I think it probably gave you a head head start and kind of a leg up on say some other type of writer
1: yeah I think so too I mean I don't really know what it would be like to learn writing in any other way but like our years of writing together and being so adaptive mm-hmm. I think there's something there's a and the more I've written with other people outside of our like creative group more I realized, like, oh, we're super quick to just be like, okay, cut that joke, come up with a better one. Like, yeah. it's not a big deal to us. Yes. And I, there's just other writers, and not that they're worse or better or anything, but there's other writers that I'll notice will kind of like fight for a joke a little longer than maybe I would. I'm just like, I'm, I'm just so used to like killing your darlings. It's just yeah. like, a, it's such a part of the process that it's like, sure. I do, and I think um, being so adaptive and collaborative, I think is actually pretty rare for writers. But I do remember when I first came on with Harmon Brothers and somebody's telling me, From the Harmon Brothers team, we've learned that it's easier to like make comedians advertisers and advertisers comedians. I always thought that was so interesting. But I my my guess is that a lot of it did feel really instinctual, like, oh, a hook, of course. Like you have to have your first joke in the first three seconds, otherwise people aren't gonna watch the sketch anymore. Yeah. You have to have, right? Like every few lines should be a punchline. There's a certain cadence, there's a certain like and you try rhythm to it. There's a rhythm and there's like your senses should be as little words as possible. There's like Messaging should be very quick. And even in sketch comedy in particular, something you learn like there can't be competing funnies. There needs to be like one simple joke and one game. And then you just push it as far as that can go. Yeah, And you learn where your boundaries are in that game instead of like, oh, now we've muddied it and there's like five different funnies. This isn't working. Like that's what sketch comedy is all the time. And so I think when we... When I moved into like an advertising space of being in like an advertising writer's room, I guess I never really... Consciously thought of this but that probably was subconsciously why it kind of worked so well yeah because we were just really used to that um we just kind of know what the flow should be and then it was almost like the game of the ads were like selling the thing if yeah. that makes sense yeah, rather that, that rather was part of the
0: game yeah it was, part, a, a, yeah, the, yeah, was the like, sandbox.
1: the whole point is we're trying to sell an item and so right. how can you come up with like a comedy game that that's the goal and that's the end result yeah, and then you just push it as far as you can go. You make it as silly as possible.
0: Yeah, and I think that that's like an interesting way to put it. Of like, this is like kind of the, the constraints you have, yeah, and you have to deal with it. And it was it's interesting too, because like I would say like the average length of a, of one of our ads is about two to five minutes, uh-huh. which is very close. Yep. honestly, as far that's as the time sketch. frame, and that also like you, it, it's it's like you have a sense. Like I think all you, all you writers from Studio C and, and JK, I think all of you guys have a natural intu- intuition of like. How long? Like, if we outstay our welcome, yeah. Like, you know what I mean, and like mm-hmm. knowing we, where we that is. We need a is. joke
1: here. We need to. yeah. We need to move location. We need a. We need a new point. We need a new something.
0: And you've always done a, an amazing job of taking the chaos because it can feel overwhelming. Sometimes we're upwards of like 20 pages yeah, of it can content a lot. Yep. and kind of distilling that down and taking pieces and maybe modifying them or changing them or tweaking them or being like, and I think like you yeah. said, you're really good at just like tossing like if this doesn't work, we're not going to break our back. We're just going to yeah. write something we'll that's more something suited better. better. Yeah. And like, so what ha, was that something that you developed at Studio C and JK where like, there were so many ideas in like the writer's room and you guys are pitching mm-hmm. and you like would hone in on that because I think even even above like this is not a knock to wit or mal, they have yeah. their own superpowers. Yeah. For but sure. I think like that's one thing. And every every CD I've worked with here has said that about you. I don't oh, know if really? they've ever told that. No, no one has like, ever said that. Like Ryan was like after I can't remember what what project it was on. I think it was he think it was Sashbag. Oh yeah. Just like yeah. just a couple months ago. Yeah. He was like I want Natalie on like every one of my projects. Oh, when it's that's a hero, so nice. Because like she's so good at like focusing like you're what needs to be. it down. Yeah. And I think also it helps with like energy cons- conservation because yeah. when you're at a writing retreat for two days, you only yeah. have so much energy to give. It's true. And so I think you've been able to focus like and cut out all the crap that doesn't need to be focused on and really yeah. focus on what matters. Yeah, yeah. And then it allows that additional energy to be expended on punching up the script or having fun mm-hmm. and like messing around with it and not worrying about all the structure stuff as much. Right. You know, Yeah,
1: yeah, totally. Is that
0: something you had to do at Studio C and, and JK?
1: I think so. I think that's probably a skill. I've definitely honed more on an ad retreat than like in the writer's room. Part of the Studio C process... It's actually, and maybe this is also why it was so instinctive for us. In the Studio C process, we would bring a script or an idea about 80% done. Mm -hmm. And we bring it to the room and say, okay, help us get to the next 20%. And sometimes it was a quick 20%. And sometimes it was a never mind. It's got to be broken down to, you know, 40% done and rewrite it. Um, But I do think that came with years and years and years of writing. Yeah, short, you know, two to five minute sketches, putting it in front of an audience. They either laugh or they don't. It's awesome feedback.
0: <laughs> yeah. Instant.
1: It either works or it really doesn't. And did you just learn to say, okay, that really didn't work? Moving on to the next thing. Yeah. Right. And so I think kind of learning and thinking from an audience perspective at all times, that was such a big part of our yeah. writing experience. Like, like those four years of Divine Comedy, we would write it. A few days later it'd be in front of an audience. A few days later, it was our show. And so we between the, you know, tech run of like our test audience and the show. We had to fix it, right? Yeah. And so I think just learning that skill of like, will the audience laugh here? And it's always a guess. You never really know. But the more you, you know, the more you work like that, the better you get at guessing what's gonna land and what's not. Yeah. And so for me, it helps me just be like, okay, easy, cut, cut, cut. This works. This doesn't, right? Because you just think from an audience perspective: Is this gonna be sticky? Is this gonna land? Are they gonna resonate with this? If it doesn't serve the audience, it's out of the script. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't doesn't, really matter. It's fluff
0: at that point, or it's it's even distracting.
1: Or even if it takes too long to get to a punchline, it's like we're going to lose the audience, even though it's a great punchline, they're never going to hear it. You know, it's things like that. So I don't know. I think it's probably a skill I probably equally learned from just Harmon Brother ad writing and just how comedy works. Like it's either, like I said, it either works or it doesn't.
0: And and I think that's such a, like, for, like, me, that was, like, such an interesting thing to learn because I had been worked in advertising previously. Mm-hmm. But I think that, like, that so often it didn't get to that, like, kind of audience testing yeah. before it ever got to production and got made. And sometimes mm-hmm. you had a really good writer who just had really good instincts that could nail it. Yeah. More often than not, I would say they'd write something that worked well with that writer or right. worked well with the client that was like, I love that. I right. think it's funny. Yeah. And I think that that's something that we don't ever take for granted like at at Harm Brothers. It sounds like obviously with JK too, where you guys were testing these things and and, Mm -hmm. and Studio C, you know, you guys doing all the tech rehearsal stuff where you're getting that instant feedback, but like putting it through like some water through the pipes and doing like audience testing and laugh graph testing. Like, is this hitting outside of our small group of like writers and creative Mm -hmm. directors who are on the project? And I think too, like that is, I think it's a really good lesson for like, because like our audience is mostly like entrepreneurs or small business owners. Who like, or even marketers, but they might not be in the business of like writing comedy or like writing ads that are specifically like comedic centered ads. Yeah. And I think it's a skill set that like, it's really important to learn if you have the time and availability to like test out your assumptions. Yeah. And test out your material. Absolutely. Because so often you're like, that's, it's not working. You know what I mean? Like, and then like you said, you learn over time what works and you get better at it and you, you get a higher you, you hit kind rate. of
1: develop that like Spidey sense a little bit. Yeah. But then still, like there's this great this great um, quote from Conan O'Brien who's like, I have done, I don't know how many monologues he did in his career on his show, but he was like, I just know every time it's always a guess. You're always guessing yeah. until there's an audience and if they laugh or they don't laugh. Yeah. And we can make an educated guess, but it's, Always a guess. Always, yeah. And the only person that could tell you yes or no is that audience, and so that feedback has always been a huge, a huge part of our process.
0: And I think that's too. Why? I, I think you spoke to it earlier, but like, like you lose your ego very quickly when you, oh sure, when you go out and you're like, well, that oh, yeah. tanked. That like, was not funny. <laughs> so bad.
1: Well, and then like another part of this, like learning too. Like I can't tell how many times back in the day I would put so many hours into a sketch. I'd be like, this is gonna kill. Just <laughs> this is going to be my new character. This is my ticked SNL. to be, just be like, <laughs> And then some other one that I'm just like, oh, we should probably have a sketch about April Fool's Day. And so I guess I'll write an April Fool's Day sketch for my sketch this week. And then it does like 10 million online. I'm like, come on. <laughs> you know, it's like you really, you kind of don't know all the time. Oh, yeah. It's always a good reminder of like, if of course, get to know your audience. Try to make the best educated guess. But testing is really important.
0: I think the principle is you bring people in that have the focus and have the like skill set to yeah. bring the element you need into your advertising. Like right. you bring the marketer right. side in to like really understand, differentiate, and clearly define the attributes and values of the product that make people tick and make people want to purchase it. And then you give that to the writers and the the writing team and the comedians can actually come in and make that, take those elements and get them in a present, present them in a way that is memorable and sticky and engaging and funny. And I do
1: feel like one of the most important steps of the process for Harmon Brothers writing is that client phone call where at some point somebody says, what's the like, what's the one thing you want people to walk away knowing? Or like, what's the one message? And that's where... From the small business side, it's so important to know your audience and your messaging and what's most effective. Right. So when you come to an advertising agency, you you can know what that focus should be. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. the yep. thing yep, yep, that yep. really gets people is this, you know, part of our product. Right? Yeah. Oh, that's so good to know. Let's yeah. let's just make a whole ad focusing on that, right? Yeah, exactly. So that that's why it's it's good to learn that about the product itself. And a lot sometimes, like I said, sometimes it's just me using it and saying, Oh, I know why I'd buy this. Yeah. yeah. I get it. And sometimes it's more from a client perspective too.
0: Yeah, and I think because we always try to employ the user method where we go and actually use it ourselves, yeah, totally. experience it from a customer side, not only from a marketer side, because oftentimes, the, the marketers are so steeped in the product and so like yeah. deep in it. It's hard for them to pull out if they haven't done a lot of really good customer totally. research. So that's, that's why I feel before, like a sure. writing process is really helpful because we try and get the product to their hands as early as possible. Give it to lots of people who are in the target audience, get feedback and distill it down into a brief. And
1: again, it's always like simpler than you think, right? Mm-hmm. It should be like instinctual. It should be quick to explain, right? All and then the, all yeah, people
0: should things. be like, oh, I get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even yeah. on complicated products, like if you if you distill it down... Simple enough and like like instinctual enough. They should be like, oh yeah, I get it. You know what I mean? Yeah, anyway.
1: I, I think you're right. And I think the way that you just said that made me think. I wonder if some of that comes from I do have a degree in theater ed, and so part of it is like I I also have part part of my brain as a teacher. I love teaching, mm-hmm. and so like when I feel like I can and in comedy you have to do this all the time. You take all the information and then you just put it out very simply. I'm, and an improv, that's basically all it is, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, there's too much going on. Let's simplify. Yeah, let's focus <laughs> right?
0: in on the, the one yeah, funny thing, yeah, right? Yeah. We always say the confused customer never buys. And yeah. I think, like, the same thing, it's like a confused viewer never laughs. Like, if no. the joke or they is just too won't convoluted, keep, they'll just scroll. Or they'll just, be, yeah, especially now where it's yeah. selective viewing where they can just, like, kind of opt out. Yeah. Like, if you're not engaging them and if it's not immediately funny and understandable, you know, they're gone, you know? So I think that's like all those disciplines and like focusing, I think is like why that's kind of come together in, in, in like the writing we style we do here, why it's been successful is like that focus. You know what I mean?
1: Yep.
0: Anyway. Totally agree. Well, Natalie, this has been an absolute pleasure.
1: Well, the pleasure's all mine, Shane.
0: I really appreciate you coming in. Hey, anytime. And, And you know, I hope, I was hoping we could cross this over with a recording session for um, title twins but you just you just came in anyway oh
1: you know what I, i'm around i'm around i'm, I'm close i'm by. always just like hanging out in the break room stealing your snacks
0: yeah that why you could never
1: get rid of me some of the
0: m&ms or peanut m&ms are always gone maybe <laughs> maybe <laughs> anyway <laughs> well thanks so much for coming on this has been super super helpful very insightful it's interesting to hear like all the different writers and their their like kind of process and their background mm. and kind of like the special like spice and flavor you brought and brought value to all of our clients and to harm brothers and the culture that we've developed here over the years. Cause I definitely feel like you're a big part of like what's made us special and what's made us wow. awesome is kind of like that's the talent you nice. have. It's,
1: so. it's a great place to be.
0: <laughs> Don't stop it. Well, <laughs> All right. Until next time. Until next Natalie. time.
1: Thank you, Shane. Thank you for watching Raising Unicorns. Subscribe now.